Blog Talk Radio. councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. We should take nothing for granted. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizen can compel the proper meshing of the huge industrial and military machinery of defense with our peaceful methods and goals, so that security and liberty may prosper together. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. Even today, there is little value in opposing the threat of a closed society by imitating its arbitrary restrictions. Even today, there is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And there is very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. That I do not intend to permit to the extent that it's in my control. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations, a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. We have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. George Bush has invoked a new world order without enunciating a new American purpose. Bush kept said, and it's a phrase that I often use myself, that we needed a new world order, and instead it looks like we got a lot of disorder. Today we take an essential step in defeating terrorism while protecting the constitutional rights of all Americans. Preventing mass terror will be the responsibilities of presidents far into the future. The Declaration of Independence 
the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. These are not simply words written into aging parchment. They are the foundation of liberty and justice in this country. This is an ideological battle. Some people believe in globalism, others of us believe in national sovereignty. It's a contest between ideologies, whether we believe in our institutions here, our national sovereignty, our constitution, or are we going to further move in the direction of international government? It's just knowledge is out there. If we look for it, you'll realize that our national sovereignty is under threat. Joseph Gibson podcasting here, restoring our republic, understanding the times in which we live today. Usually every Tuesday at 6.30, we would uh, have the republic here, uh, the supposed republic. And uh, we would have the uh, uh, President Geiger and Jim Carpenter and with his predictions that never came true and uh, uh, their boring rants that they would consistently uh, go over and over and over saying the same thing over and over. And uh, I, for one, am guilty of uh, promoting the, them. And uh, apparently over the last – and truth will always come out, and that's what everybody always says, and that's what the wise people say and a lot of patriots say. If you keep pounding at the pavement and you keep searching for the truth, you're going to find it. And if you're doing the right thing and if you're trying to uh, – you know, righteous, trying to act like a righteous individual or try to be a righteous individual and try really wholeheartedly to do really what you believe in. Your conscience will steer you the right way. Your moral compass will steer you in the right direction. And that's what has happened on this podcast live. And last week was the breaking point. And the callers that called in really exposed the lie. That were being for, that were being perpetrated. Thirty thousand people. We need thirty thousand people. Uh, this this the Northwest Ordinance, the Jay Treaty, and this this republic that that has been around now for since two thousand. And it was there in the beginning. There was the Restore America plan, and there was there was a movement, and it was hijacked, and it was infiltrated, and it was broken apart. But the ones that remained. Not all of them, but a majority would. Well, something was fishy about it. There was no growth. There was nothing. There was always wanting names and always wanting to know what the militia was doing, and inquiring about. Uh, uh, always wanting intelligence, uh, and, and it was just very fishy. And, and and you know, and and you try to believe the good. You always try to take people at their word, and and try to you know, if they're out there saying, hey, we want to restore the republic, and, and we all know our history. We know that the United States is a corporation. We know we don't have to go into all that. But you know, and we'd get people from the military on here, and they were trying to get on board. I remember years ago we had some righteous people that were high-ranking members of the military that were involved. And I remember sitting in the meetings with Ron Paul, and, and these people were generally good people. I mean, Ron Paul, everybody knows who Ron Paul was. This guy stood a champion for the Constitution. I mean, uh, and the Fed. Everyone knows Ron Paul. He, he stood upon that. And the Federal Reserve. You can't, his whole career, uh, they, they trashed him. I mean, I sat with the guy, shook his hand uh, 45 minutes to talk with him. You know, uh, so you think that, you know, this had some substance to it. Um other uh, people, Chuck uh, uh, Chuck Baldwin, I remember him, Constitution, Constitution Party, uh, met, met with him. 
back to 2009, Restore America plan. Uh, oh, there's so many people out there. I'm just throwing some names out there that everybody knows. And I remember sitting down with these people. Uh, we had on my podcast uh, retired uh, U.S. Army General uh, Paul Vallelay. Everyone knows him. If you don't know him, uh, he's, he's about 82 years old now, but he was the only uh, United States general that uh, stood on the ground in Syria, um, commanded troops in Syria. So uh, he came on my podcast show um, with, with the Republic. Um, so all we had last week, uh, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Sandy Mariachi on here. Mariachi, excuse me, on here. Um, so you would think that substance, there was some substance to it and that it was for real, but then you start digging and you start looking back and you start listening to the shows. And and for someone like me who's been here for every single podcast and you start and you have private conversations with these people and I noticed something just wasn't clicking right. And I was with... Um, uh, the Righteous Army there, I was over there in their Zoom meetings, and people were yelling at me, saying, yeah, Joe, this Republic, something's not right with it. And they're saying, no, no, no. And and, and we, we were getting into debates, and here I am, I'm standing for them and, and trying to convince people, no, this isn't true. And and I was wrong. Apparently, they're a fraud and a crock of baloney, and that's apparent right now. That's from what I'm gathering, the information I'm gathering and the intel I'm gathering and talking to other people now that I have not asked, and they said, Joe, all you had to do was ask. You know, some people, and these people, I'm not going to give their names. Um, and there's, I have some best friends of mine that are in the military that are <clears throat> people that, that are in the know. And um, there are several characters and that are not what they, who they claim to be. And they were on this podcast, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into full disclosure detail unless some people want to come on and verify that until I have something really substantial and concrete. Because you know, you remember you're dealing with people's reputations and lives. But but this guy Jim Carpenter of the Free State of Colorado, that's just he's not doing anything. He's not active member of the You know, he's 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 a nobody. Okay. Um, he, he, I, and he claims he was around back in 2010, and he, I, he wasn't with me in 2010. I don't remember interacting with him. He came on the scene around 2017, 2016. And we all know this guy, Turner, that went to jail. He went to jail for tax evasion and um, apparently trying to cash in some bonds that were fake. And he uh, apparently embezzled money from the Republic some gold and silver, and he ended up with 18 years in jail, federal prison. And then Geiger came onto the scene, and I don't remember voting for President Geiger. I don't remember, you know, it, it, all this got rushed in into a funnel whirlwind of of all these people. And at, at one time, there was about 100,000 supporters of this republic nationwide. I mean, documented that were subscribed to the email, the, the website, and that were coming to the meetings all around the country. We had all 50 states. Jerry figured out, you know, you had 50, uh, I mean, excuse me, you had 25, 30 grand jurors in every single state uh, at one time. But this is in 2010. And then certain people went to jail, certain people died, and people walked away. And the meetings and the assemblies just broke apart. But last week... Tough questions were being asked again. 
of this republic. And they got mad, and it was like, give me my ball, I'm going home. And they warned me about that. Nobody's going to warn me on this podcast show. Nobody's going to tell me how to run my podcast show. Nobody's going to tell me I can't take callers. Nobody's going to tell me I can't have people ask questions of you. You're coming on here claiming to be something, and people want to call in and ask questions. Dad, this is America. This is our republic. That's what we're all about, transparency. That's what I just played as an intro with Mr. Kennedy there, right? Secret society, secret meetings, secret groups. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Nothing secret. And I remember Mike from Florida there asked Mr. Carpenter, he said, you know, well, what about this? What about this? And he said, well, I'm not privy to give that information right now. You know, what are you talking about? You know, and, and then I remember Mr. Carpenter there making these predictions constantly. And I, here I am, I'm trying to clean up the mess that he's making. He's making these predictions, these things that are going to happen. The Federal Reserve is being taken over. Uh, Donald Trump's restoring the republic. Uh, March 4th, he's going to reclaim the presidency. I mean, all this stuff's coming out here on my podcast, Joe. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm not going to clean this mess up. You know, he's making all these predictions, you know, with this Q stuff and this PSYOP stuff. And, 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 it came to a head last week. So there's going to be no more of this crew and bunch on here on this podcast show doing this until there's some major cleanup and we get to the nitty-gritty here and get to the bottom of this. So I'm not standing behind the republic, this uh, President Geiger and this Jim Carpenter. I am, I am retracting everything that has transpired until answers are answered or maybe they never will be, and that's fine. But I'm going to continue to move, move forward in my battle against the New World Order, and I'm going to continue to expose the New World Order, and I'm going to continue to try to restore our republic lawfully, peacefully, and smartly, and, 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 and continue to advocate a nonviolent revolution, a nonviolent retaking of our, of, our, of our government, of doing it the right way, doing it the lawful way. What the Constitution says we can do it by. Not by what President Geiger or, 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 or well, I shouldn't be calling him president. I never elected this guy. I don't remember seeing his name on a ballot anywhere. You know, and I don't remember Mr. Carpenter either, governor of the free state of Colorado. He has, holds no power. He holds no reign over the people. He has no influence politically. He can't say anything. He can't direct anything as a governor. He can't do nothing. So why are we calling him governor for? Governor of what? The Apple Dumpling Gang? I mean, what is this? You know? <laughs> I mean, come on. And anybody who's got something to take on this, I know there's a couple of people here I asked to come on to the podcast show. Um, uh, 657-383-0616. Press 1. Anybody can come on and talk if they want to. I'm going to be doing this. What this show is going to be all about. We're going to be moving forward here with other shows and maybe some other ideas here and opening up the platform to other people who want to uh, use the platform because we have a very large platform here. I've worked very hard and making this platform large over the years. We're on iHeartRadio, uh, Spreaker, Podchaser, uh, um, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, we're on Amazon Music. I don't know how we got on Amazon Music, but we're on Amazon Music. So we are there. We're on these major platforms worldwide, and we are in, uh, I think, was it 48 different countries So uh, being broadcasted So and, are, and downloaded by shows. I think it's 25,500-something downloads uh, a month. So I'm not CNN or Fox, but that's pretty good. 
for somebody who's who that makeshift studio uh, started off talking on a cell phone doing it. You know, I mean that's not bad. I mean, for somebody who's, and you know, I don't ask for donations. I don't ask for money to support me. Do it out of my pocket, you know. So you know, it, so people want to use the platform and come on here and speak. That's what I offer. Well, this Republic here, this Republic, they sent me a text message here last night. Um, uh, real quick here, I'll just read this here. Um, uh, this is what he says to me. Joseph, as we discussed several weeks ago, we on the radio show have unanimously agreed to change our communication format. Thank you for all you've done for the Republic. See you later. <laughs> that, the gall and the nerve, like like he was doing me a favor coming on here. <laughs> In fact, my ratings have gone down since I've had them on. They have gone down spiraling downward. I mean, I would have to come in and interrupt them when they were speaking sometimes because they were putting, the, the callers were just dropping bing, 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 right down the line when they'd come on. <laughs> so 657-383-0616. Again, I've asked uh, several to come on here. I've actually, actually two people, special people that wanted on. I'm waiting for Dr. Peter Ventura. I actually wanted him to come on here. And uh, discuss some of this because uh, he should be on in about 15 minutes. Uh, <clears throat> get him on, but um, <laughs> and he's going to say a few things concerning this too. Supposedly, I'm, 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 I spoke to him last night and uh, wanted him to join me. But we're going to get back to the regular platform. We're going to have guests um, talk about the issues that are fa- we're facing. But this republic um, that claimed to be the republic that are not of the Republic. I just don't know if any of them are listening right now, if you would like to defend yourself. Again, this is an open platform, and that's what I strive upon here. This is my platform. is not censored. It is not screened. I do not ban people from coming on here. Everyone is allowed to come on here and call in any time they so choose or want if they have something they want to talk about. And that's what this show is about. It's not about Jim Carpenter getting up here and him telling me that Mike down in Florida is not allowed on this podcast show. And that's what they tried doing. They did not want me to allow Mike, uh, Mike, and we're all talking about Mike Singer there. Uh, that's what I'm talking about right now. Uh, Mike from the RighteousArmy.org um, and the uh, big virus hoax there that he's got. The, I don't know, I might be saying the website wrong, but he's come on here several times. And they did not want me allowing him on here. They said that they didn't want me opening up the, the, the platform and allowing him to speak. This was just a few weeks ago. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that. And I didn't. And there was another gentleman that called in last week, Joe. He asked some tough questions. And they did. They, and I got a message halfway through when he was on to uh, mute him, mute him. No, no, no. He's not saying anything that's not supposed to be said. So, folks, all this time now that uh, I've had this uh, republic on um, and I've backed them, so far from what I can gather, what they've done and what they're supposedly doing, it's a farce. It's not, there's nothing being restored on their level. They're not involved with any high levels of anything. Uh, As of right now, they're not in high talks with anyone um, to do anything. So these predictions that were being made by them, 
are, are it's not true uh, from what I've gathered and looked into now. Now, again, years ago in 2010, they this they they were not a part of. Um, Jim Jim was not. Mr. Geiger was not. He was not a part of the 2010 clan group clan. I shouldn't say clan. You might get the wrong impression there. <laughs> a group of people. So they they were not a part of that. I was. And there were there were things going on to restore the republic lawfully, but but uh, that cracked and crumbled and disintegrated with the um, the arrests of President Turner. And I'm going to get into it. I'm going to read something there. I think I got that pulled up too, um, where I'm going to read into that as far as uh, what had happened there in uh, when President Turner and and as Timothy Turner, where where he was another one out there making predictions. And, and putting his foot in his mouth, and that caused a lot of uh, grief and turmoil. And that's a lot of the problems with these groups, these patriot groups out there. Is everyone wants to be a president or a leader, and they they don't they they destroy they they get destroyed from within. We don't need any leaders, and that's what I was trying to strive on this podcast show. Is I wanted something that was open and transparent for the people to interact with these people that were claiming to be restoring our republic, our country. And the control starts. The I want to be in control and don't let this person talk. I don't like what this person says. And uh, this person, you know, censor this person. Oh, well, let's start, let's start allowing people only one minute to talk or two minutes to talk and then hang up on them. No. No. I'm not doing that. Why? What do you got to hide? Is there something you're hiding from the people? This guy, Gator, he's on my social media page. Now he's no longer a friend of mine on Facebook because he was with the Republic. This guy, Gator, you know, he, uh, he, he, he'd call in drunk all the time. Brothers, brothers, hey, uh, yeah, well, saying the same thing over and over and over and over and over. I'm like, oh, Lord, who's this, you know? I'm like, why is he doing that, you know? I mean, you know, because I don't like to give everyone a bet. Like I said, I like to give everyone a chance. He's coming brothers, yeah, Joe, Gibson, yes, oh. Now he's not my friend no more. (laughs) So I guess I'm not a citizen of the, I guess I'm not a citizen of the Republic anymore. I'm not a member, I'm not a member of the country. I can't be an American citizen anymore. What am I, I'm I'm, I'm without a country. (laughs) <laughs> Come on, man. You know, so let let it, you know, and 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 this guy Roger Waters. I don't have nothing against Roger out there in uh, Indiana. You know, he came on, and I understand he's get people are getting older, and you know they sometimes they forget what they're saying and they repeat become repetitive and whatnot, but I gave him the floor, and they didn't like, sometimes I would cut in when he, you know, I'd give him 10, 15 minutes to give his speech every week, and I would just, you know, have to, like, he calls himself, uh, uh, what is he, a district judge or something, he, he says he's a uh, chief justice or something, chief justice Roger Roger Waters or something, you know, I got not again, but <laughs> chief justice of what, of what? The chickens and the chicken coop in the backyard, wait, what are you the chief justice of? You know? Come on. And then uh, Representative Mark Binder, uh, he, he would call, you know, he, he'd do the prayer at the end. He'd do the prayer. 
you know, uh, this uh, Yushima, whatever they call God or whatever. Look, Jesus Christ, that's he. Well, coming in with all this stuff. I mean, you know, I remember they got into a debate with a, a couple of church guys that had come on here. They weren't talking about that the, 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 the Jesus is here in the kingdom or something. The kingdom is here. and Oh, it was just got into, I, I, that's why I want Dr. Peter Ventura to come in. They got into a discussion talking about that the Jesus is already here or something. The kingdom is already being set up or the republic is, is God's kingdom or something. God God has nothing to do with the, with the republic as far as Jesus isn't going to sit on and be president of the republic, if that's what you're referring to. What are you talking about? You know, that was another thing we had with conflict there. What are you talking about? The rapture has already happened or something, they said, or, or, or there, I, 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 that, that show there, I have to go back and replay. I remember there was a big debate about that, about the rapture and, and what, was, what was going on there. But as far as uh, this republic, again, for the new people that are tuning in here, we've severed ties. Uh, that's it. There'll be no more um, Republic here on Tuesdays at 6.30, so we'll be doing another showtime. I, I may keep the 6.30 slot as far as Tuesdays as, as Tuesdays go, but we'll be getting back to guests and, and talking about the issues that we're facing every day, you understanding the times in which we live today. And I'm going to continue my, my run here in office. That was another big argument there on the show last week. I'm, I'm going to be running again here in uh, North Carolina for – uh, the House of Representatives, uh, District 65. Uh, my name is will be back on the ballot again, and uh, I still have my uh, committee, my political organization here in North Carolina. Um, so Joseph Gibson, uh, North Carolina House of Representatives, that's the name of my committee. Uh, you can look it up. So it's registered. It's there. I, I'm for real. I am for real. And if you want to look, well, look up my website is josephgibson.us. I am for real, so, uh, so <laughs> and when I'm running, I'm, uh, people can really vote for me. My name will be really on the ballot. I'm not playing dress up here. <laughs> so, uh, so um, but again, that was a big, 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 big uh, uh, discrepancy. I'm going to have Dr. Peter Ventura, if you're there, can you press one? I'm discussing about the republic here, trying to clean up this mess here. Uh, that that the messages that I've received here, and that uh, and I guess my credibility or or my character was attacked. And I know Dr. Peter Ventura many many times in private, and he called in actually and said it to these guys. He said, you know, look, all I hear is talk from you guys. I don't hear anything else from you. Nothing. You know, and you keep talking and talking. So, Dr. Peter Ventura, if you want to press 1, I don't know if you can or not. I'll connect you in a second after this call. Or if you're, I see you're on the line, uh, Dr. Ventura. But I've got another gentleman here. 305, go ahead, 305. I think this might be Mike Ford. I just addressed you, actually. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, hey, Joseph. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. I was just talking about the Republic, how we're not going to be doing the Republic anymore at 630 and the fraud and the, how I was hoodwinked and this Geiger and Jim Carpenter, the free state of Colorado, that they they hold no standing and uh, all these phony predictions that they've made over the years and whatnot. So I have to uh, I have to apologize to the listening base out there. I did back them up, but, I, I, but with, as you said, search for the truth and you will find it. So uh, I have to be a man, and i got to stand up and say I was wrong, and I supported the wrong group. Yeah, you know, and I commend you, Joe. I mean, I, the one thing I'll say on behalf of Joseph Gibson, since I met Joe, you know, I, I go into everything with a very open mind, but a very skeptical and critical mind. 
So to me, I'm always on guard about everything, and therefore I was even about Joseph, but I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I, I knew that he would, you know, um, he would reveal himself for who and what he is in time. And that's what I always say about, um, you know, when people talk everything, I frequently say, no, I believe, I believe in letting anybody on because if you're doing you're breaking up on me, Mike. Your phone's breaking up. Your phone's fading out. I lost you now. I completely lost you. You there? They misunderstand things, even for a length of time. Um, I know that of my critical thinking... Mike, and, and Mike, your phone is breaking up, Mike. Mike, yeah. Mike, your phone is breaking up real bad. No, I'm, my phone I'm hasn't been working good all day. Can you hear me now? Yeah, it's real bad. It's real bad. You're fading in and out. You started started off real good, then it faded out real bad. Yeah, what about now? That's a little bit better so far. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds like you got like your hand over the thing. It, that's what it sounds like. It's all muffled, like that. Yeah, no, usually I'm right here in the kitchen. Having a lot of problems right now with my phone. I really, sounds you like know, you're in water. Sounds like you're in water. Like you got water line. You're water on the line. I've heard sometimes when people have called in before, that's what happened. They had water on the line. But you're on a cell phone, aren't you? Yeah, I can barely hear you. I can barely hear you, man. Maybe you got a bad connection. Maybe you should try calling back in and reconnecting. Maybe do that. Maybe that could be it. You know. Hang up, hang, hang up, and try calling back in. I'm gonna to try to get Dr. Peter Ventura on here and see if I can get him connected. Hang up and call back in, and I'll reconnect you if you can, please. All right, thank you. Uh, yeah, he's got. It. He was just real bad. I'm getting messages there that can't hear him. Nobody can hear him. Dr. Ventura, I'm gonna go ahead and patch you through. I asked you to come on and talk. Hopefully, you're in a position where you can talk. Um, Go ahead, Dr. Peter Ventura. Oh, there he goes. There he goes. Let's see. Dr. Ventura. Yes, sir. We've got all the phones are acting bad. When I called in, it kept telling me all circuits are busy. So uh, why? That's that's odd. Yeah. All right. I can hear you. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I tuned in late here, but. uh, Well, I'm addressing the Republic. I'm addressing the Republic, and over the years you've called in and you've done shows. And I remember you got into a biblical discussion once with one of the people, and they were talking about that the kingdom of Christ is already here and and, and Christ is going to usher in the Republic or something. I, I remember that was a discussion. That was a big one there uh, where no, that's not true. But but this, the predictions that they made over the years and them now attacking me, and they wouldn't back me up last week, and that was a, bit, a little bit of a this, uh, big argument there where they said if I ran for office, they wouldn't back me up, but yet they backed Donald Trump. So uh, what's your take on all this, the republic, over the years? And I know you said some a few things. Just be open and clear. Well, again, you know, their their stated mission sounds good and, and uh, their ideas sound good. But, you know, when it came time to support you in, in the situation that you were in, in the legal situation down there and all that, nobody stepped up to, you know, I had to come down there from uh, out of state. And nobody in the Republic uh, who, who are supposed to be the, you know, common law and law experts, nobody ever stepped in to, to help or, or to do anything. And uh, so, you know, uh, my problem with the whole thing was a lack of action. 
Uh, there's people in places, but there's no action. Uh, I mean, there's nothing changing. It's all about, it, it's been talk, you know, and I'm not discrediting uh, them as, uh, as an organization. Uh, you know, what they say is right, but, you know, what you say and what you do is two different things. And so, you know, it yeah. makes you wonder, you know, it makes you wonder uh, who these people are. Are they real, you know, uh, or, or are they not? We don't know. But, you know, you have a program and you give people a platform and you give everybody an opportunity to speak and everybody an opportunity to say what's on their mind uh, and uh, try and bring a unity among a consensus of people. And uh, so uh, I don't uh, particularly see that you've done anything wrong in, in that at all. I heard them say that they would not support you because they're not part of the corporate uh, America uh, the corporation. However, you know, they did support Donald Trump and he is part of the corporate America, whether they like it or not. And then the other thing was that they said, you know, many people they've supported uh, got into politics. And once they got in, they flipped on them. You know, they, they ran with the herd. And so, uh, you know, but how does that, how does that, you know, put you in a place? I mean, if you're in a place and they're supporting you, that's where you want to be. You want to be uh, inside, you know, they're talking about, in other words, what they're, what they're saying is, you know, we're going to have a totally new government, and it's going to be a constitutional government, and it's going to, you know, it's going to be a republic. And But but you know what? Uh, that's all been talk. It's all talk. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I've had some intelligent, respectful conversations with some of these people. But, again, when it came time to back you up, you know, they, their position was that they're not – if you go into politics and, and you join – uh, the, the Republican Party, the Conservative Party, and you you become part of the system, and so now you're part you're them and us, and uh, you know, well somebody's got to bring change, and what yeah. better way than yeah. inside? But uh, and that's what was my that thing. Was that's what I was saying. You know, why not do what they've done to us, the progressives, the progressive movement? They that's what they've done. They've influenced our Republicans hijacked the Rothschilds, the bankers, and whatnot, and they hijacked our constitution. So we have to reverse the roles, and we have to get good people in there and stand fast. And we need a righteous army in there, righteous people, and we need people that like to try to. Well, you know, your argument is also is this: is we're not going to fix anything. You know, but that doesn't mean we all sit back and do nothing. But you know, well, I guess you know you're. Right. Listen, we're we're to speak up where we can, and, and we're to change what we can. Uh, you know, uh, again, you know, the ba- bottom line is that our rights didn't come from the government; uh, they came from God, and that's the basis of all our rights in America. Remember, America chose God. Uh, uh, God chose Israel, but America chose God, and we cho- and so our laws were based upon the God-given laws of God. That's why they left Europe, because Europe was imposing uh, uh, laws that were, were, you know, beyond what God had prescribed. And, you know, they've done the same thing here in America, this ungodly uh, uh, Democratic Party that's in there now. You know, God-defined marriage is between a man and a woman, and uh, it's in Genesis. And it says that a man shall leave his mother and father, join on his wife, they two shall be one. And uh, so... Uh, you know, then this government comes in and says, no, we're, we we hold your rights. We give you the rights. They're not God-given rights, and we're deciding what marriage is, and we'll redefine what God has said. And so, you know, it's an ungodly thing from the beginning, and God's not going to yeah. bless it. And America's, and America's you know, uh, um, is is in a seat of judgment at this time, and, and they're, you know, it's, it's either do or die. I, I get it. 
So, so what's wrong with putting somebody into a political office who has a moral standard, a Christian value, and a godly value, and cares for all people? And, yeah. and so, I, you know, I support that, and I think that it was the right thing. And I think that they should have said, "Look, Joe, if you get in, we support you. We'll support you. We'll help you get in. You know, if if yeah. you can make positive changes." Well, they won't even support the podcast show now, so they ain't going to definitely stand behind me. And like you said, you're right. All the battles I've been into, they've never been once studying with me, never been up helping me file papers, never once stood on the front lines. I mean, you remember years ago, it was 10 years ago, I'm fighting the tickets or whatever. They said, well, if you get a ticket, we'll stand next to you. So I go out and get a ticket, and then I get another ticket, another ticket, another ticket. Next thing I know, I'm facing jail time. Where's the Republic? We're out here crickets. You know, oh, that's a terrible yeah. thing. I'm sorry that happened to you. Goodbye. See you later. <laughs> you know? it, can only be, it can only be one of two things. Either these people are very real and they're going about it in a way that, uh, you know, I, I don't know for sure. Uh, and uh, Or, you know, they're trying to bring a constitutional convention. Or, you know, who knows who they are? I mean, they tell you if you want more information, go to uh, – their website and register. Well, maybe I don't want it. Why should I have to register? Why can't I just go to your website and, you know, there's a number I might call you, talk to you, or whatever. But why, why, why do I have to give out my identity? So now I yeah. can be tracked. Yeah, and that was another thing too. Maybe that's what they were doing. They're registering people on their website and they're turning names over to people. Maybe that's what's going well, on. You never know. I don't know. You know. I don't know. And I've spoken to some of those people, and some of those people have, uh, uh, you know, uh, great ideas, and, and they seem to have integrity, and they seem to be sincere, but, you know, so is Judas Iscariot. So, you know, yeah. Who, who, yeah. Who, who knows? You just don't know anymore yeah. today. And so pulling away yeah, from you your don't. podcast after you stood by them and given them all, or you know, an opportunity to bring forth what they believe, you know, that's uh, – it just seems kind of uh, rude. That was a bad, that's a stab in the back. That's a stab in the back, right? I mean, they're, they're going to sit there and say, well, we, we decided we're not going to back you no more, your podcast, and we're pulling out. You know, uh, what? Because I let Mike Singer on from Florida, and I let Joe come on and ask ask uh, questions. You know, I, I let them questions. ask. Uh, yeah. They yeah. ask the hard questions. And, and you know what? I understand that there's certain people they don't want to be affiliated with. And I get that, but they, but having telling people that you can do, you know, like the passport thing and all that, and you know, you got a, a guy who's a police officer, and he's telling you straight out, listen, if I pull you over, I don't care what your passport says. All I want to see is your registration and your license and your insurance card. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter what yeah. you. It doesn't matter whether you're a diplomat or not. You're you're subject to the law like anybody yeah. else. Let me see. Let me see if I can get Mike connected back again, uh, open up the board here. Mike, uh, can, let's see if we can hear you now. Can we hear you, uh, Mike? Uh, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine now. There you go. These people, everyone with their phones. I'm telling you, a, a gold mine, a gold mine, guys, come up with a course on how to teach people. <laughs> no offense to you guys. I'm just saying, but come up with a course, teach people how to use cell phones. If you put that course and sell it, you'd make a fortune, you know? <laughs> well, there are. <laughs> There are books on cell phone etiquette, uh, you know, but uh, I restarted my phone and it seemed it worked. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you now, Mike. Technology, but but a lot of times it's just technology. You know, I I wanted to make uh, that was a a whole lot there that Peter put out. I appreciate Peter. 
Um, you know, as you know, and Peter knows, you know, we don't agree on, on certain ideas and concepts and biblical ideas and historical ideas, and, but, but nonetheless, I, I respect Peter. I, I believe he's a brilliant man in his own right. Um, you know, we're all learning. Um, but I did want to correct a couple things. You know, one thing Peter said, you know, about the government giving you your rights, the government doesn't give you, God gives you your rights. He's absolutely right. We get our rights from God. But I just wanted to make the one little clarification that the government doesn't claim to even give you your rights. They claim to give you privileges, and that's the difference. Um, this corporate yeah. system that exists, and that's what it is. I mean, it is a corporate system. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Sandy Mariaki did do a good job of pointing out, even in her video, uh, U.S. Code 28 U.S.C. 3215A flat out says those are official government definitions, and it defines the United States as a federal corporation and if you research the clearfield doctrine clearfield trust versus the united states it's supreme court cases and findings that clearly make the case that a corporation does not have any jurisdiction over a man or a woman as a as a as a as a human being as a as a created being a man a woman on the land they 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 have no jurisdiction over them you know, just like Burger King has no jurisdiction over me, they can't tell me to go eat their cheeseburger or go. But how do you get a court fries. to enforce that, though, Mike? How do you get a court well, to recognize is, that? The, the problem is, look, here, here it is in a nutshell, and you've probably heard me say it a million times. The United States of America was founded as a constitutional republic. It was gradually infiltrated and hijacked by the enemy. The the red. You know, the, the crown could not beat us on the ground with, with rifles. So over time, they inserted their, their politicians, and they infiltrated through politics. They infiltrated their communist, one-world government agenda through politics into our government. Over time, it's been a slow process. That's exactly what they did. On that note, I want to just sidestep over to the Republican. Just correct something you said, too, Joe, um, when you mentioned you know, the, the republic doesn't support you anymore. No, the republic never supported you. The republic were guests on your show. So that should be made yeah. clear to your audience. The republic was a guest on your broadcast. Thank you, yeah. So, so the, 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 and let me just give my take on that, which I mentioned to Joe, and let's just make it public now. You know, again, having the critical mind I have and looking at all things like I do, um, you know, always keeping my eye out, trying to get to the bottom line on all these issues of the corporation and de facto versus de jure and common law and the Republic and Anna von Reitz and David Strait and the Republican, all these issues. Um, it, 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 epiphany went off for me um, a couple months ago based on a lot of things. It's like all the pieces of the puzzle came together for me. And I called Joseph and I told him what kind of has hit me as an epiphany is I believe absolutely that the Republic was a legitimate effort that was put forth by legitimate patriots back in 2010. It was absolutely a, a legitimate effort. Um, everything they said they did, they did do. They, they, they subpoenaed all, you know, uh, and put on notice all the governors. They submitted their Declaration of Sovereign Intent. All that's true. But again, out of the same mouth, what do they say? They say that when they did that, they got attacked. People got put in jail. People were apparently uh, knocked off, uh, assassinated. Uh, people were killed. People were put in prison. People disappeared. So I believe that what happened was that the deep state at that point, after they took it down, they ascertained it. They took control of it. 
so that it is actually under the control of the deep state, but not everybody that's a part of the republic knows that. Maybe only a select few, yes. perhaps most likely Jim uh, James Geiger, the president. Why would Timothy yep. Turner go to prison? Why would Tim Turner go to go to jail because he was the president of the movement, and yet James Geiger's the president? Sounds to me like they put their boy in to be the president. So I do. Believe, there you go. Um, and even having the conversations I've had with with James, I used to drive Jim crazy, man. He, he called me. Jim called me, telling me that President Geiger asked him or told him to call me to see what I was all about because of all the videos I had done with RighteousArmy.org and Militia USA and the Big Virus Hoax. So when he called me, I was skeptical of him. I don't know who he is. I asked him to send me his photo. He did. He asked me to send him my photo. I did. We started talking. And I laid on him my views concerning what I absolutely know to be a deep state psyop, the, the Q white hat in it, insider Trump, uh, you know, movement is all itself a deep state operation to have control over patriots, to, con- to have control over the patriotic conservative movement. That's what it's all about. And I laid it out so much so for James over the phone that while he had never really even heard such and certainly didn't agree with it, he was kind of beside himself to the point where he was like, well, yeah, you know, uh, you know, wow. Uh, yeah, I, I guess anything's, yeah, anything's possible. Yeah, that that that, that could be, you know, a possibility. But but he 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 certainly the fact that he is a Q supporting white white hat supporting Donald J Trump supporting person. That in conjunction with the fact that it's clear to me that that operation, the Republic, was taken over. It was knocked down and then taken over by the deep state. It's very clear to me what's going on. There's a new world order, one world government agenda afoot. Their ultimate goal is a leftist, liberal, progressive, anti-God, immoral, transsexual, transgender, transhumanism, godless, satanic agenda. That's their ultimate agenda. But they have a dark agenda and they have a light agenda. The light agenda is either a backup plan B or, again, it's just part of their operation to have control over conservatives and Christians, the people that would be considered center to right. They have to have control over that group, which is what they do through all the national organizations to begin with. So for me, the ultimate reality is that people, as long as people in in their heart of hearts know that they are turning their life over to the Creator Lord, God Almighty, not to any church, not to any preacher, not to any – any, anybody other than in the privacy of their own closet, in all sincerity, they're saying, God, forgive me. I trust in you. I don't know who you are, what you are, if you are, but here I am. Take me. I'm yours. Lead me. Guide me. And they're sincere, then the Creator will. They'll be in the cradle of the Creator. The Creator will, will lead them, and it might be, you know, a several years tour because we all work at a different speed. Um, we all have different ambitions, different passion, different intensity. So some people might find themselves going through a church phase. Um, they might go through, you know, multiple churches, you know, trying to find kind of a higher level of understanding. But there certainly is such a thing as higher levels of understanding. That applies to Scripture, to the Bible. It applies to, you know, history. It, apply, it applies to law, even this thing of understanding the fact that there's, uh, you know, uh, constitutional law, there's moral law, there's the law of the sea, the law of the air, the law of the land. There's canonical law. There's different areas of law. And most people, is all most people have is a very superficial 
understanding of it all because it's been fed to them. They've basically been brainwashed and fed a narrative, a patriotic American narrative that's been fed to them by the very opposition that's ultimately looking to take them down. In fact, the best way I can say it is their ultimate goal is the far left, anti-God, communist, global control, we are the gods, we control the world agenda. That is their agenda. But they, they, have, they do it in a, in a, in a piece-by-piece, piecemeal together process. They do it slowly but surely over time. And their greatest asset is those who are already by choice leftist liberal extremists on the left. Those are their worker bees. So they have to start funneling those that are on the right into the middle, and they have to, to start funneling those that are middle over to the left, and they do that through racism psyops. This, this 90% of the people in this country are completely confused about race and racism and what it all means. They, don't, they know nothing about it. It's all they can relate it to is skin color. They have no clue what true race or racism or racist means. They have, they're, they're clueless. They've got these false concepts. They're completely in the dark about it. The whole thing of anti-Semitism and Jews and what a Jew is and what a Jew isn't, people are completely lost on that. They have a narrative and an understanding that's been fed to them that's to suit their agenda. People are completely blindsided and confused about the whole homosexuality issue. What the enemy does is they keep all of those issues at a very superficial level. They will never allow you to talk about the underlying reasons and basis for anybody's objection to any of those things. They'll cut you short because reason rules all. And they keep everything very superficial so that they could just call you a racist or call you an anti-Semite or call you, you know, a a homophobe or call you hateful or intolerant. Just very superficial conversation because ultimately they want to lead everybody into that agenda. Oh, yes, I'm uh, Jesus loved all and Jesus is accepting and and we have to accept and one big kumbaya, we're all one happy family in God. It's all about love after all. They bastardize the word love. They completely distort God's true character, and it's all for pushing people into that agenda. Long-term, it's absolutely a godless satanic agenda. Short-term, they have to do it bit by bit, piece by piece, and they do it through psyops. It's that simple. Wow. What do you think, Dr. Ventura? Dr. Ventura, what do you think of that? I think I might have lost him there. Dr. Ventura, you still there? I got him. He's still there on the line. What do you think of that little uh, speech right there? Peter. Yeah, I had a little trouble getting yeah, I know. back to you. Yeah, well, yeah. what did you think about that little speech there, what Mike just had to say there? I think that, you know, uh, Satan is a progressive. And, and you know, the agenda is there. I think we're going to find out that 95% of going on is uh, the Jesuits are behind it, but that's just my opinion. You know, the yeah. war that sits on the hills. But, uh, uh, yeah, I hear what he's saying. So you think the Jesuits are behind, the, you think the Roman Catholic Church is behind a lot of this New World Order agenda? Uh, yeah, yeah, because... Uh, you know, even history, Pope Leo stamped the coin, you know, the whole world is their seat. And uh, with the golden chalice, well, where's the golden chalice come from? It comes from, from Mithraism, the uh, Babylonian religion. And then when the wise men were run out of there, you find out in Revelation that Satan 
feet moved from Babylon to Pergamos, and then the uh, king of Pergamos, he was bequeathed the rights to the Mithraism religion, and when he died, he gave it to the Caesars. He bequeathed it all to them, the robe, the chalice, the whole the whole Mithraism religion. And so when you, you start now, reading would... that, the woman rides the beast. She's not the beast. She's riding it. You know, and a beast, the beast will throw you off whenever they want. You know, there's more to that. And what do they deal in? They deal in the souls of men. Yeah, but trafficking men's souls. Yeah. Correct. Peter's absolutely and right. And I would add to that, who is their ultimate authority? The Pope. And the Pope just came out indicating that that homosexuality, gayness, gay marriage, all of that needs to be legal throughout the world. It needs to be normalized. It needs to be accepted. Uh, there can be no speech against it. That would be considered hate speech. That's and he's the head. He's the head of the beast. I mean, the papacy. Well, is that's why they. The that's why Martin Luther. Martin Luther called him his most hellish father. And you know the Geneva Bible. When you study the Geneva Bible, the critical apparatus, the notes, you know, called the Pope uh, the Antichrist. Right. So when you study that thing out, though, and you study out the uh, mystery Babylon. And you see that there's the religious side, and then there's the industrial side. But when they talks about what they there's, there's only two places in the world it sits on seven hills, and there, uh, there's Rio de Janeiro, and Rome. Yeah, I said that and, last week. And, yeah. And when and when you study that, you you find out that the difference between the two is the colors, pearl, purple, gold, scarlet. It's even like the hat that they wear. Have you ever seen a hat looks like a fish head? Well, that's that's that comes from paganism. That's Dagon, Dagon, the fish god. And if you study out, you know, in the old test where the fish god, they he ended up laying across the threshold of the house with his, you know, the head broken off of it. But that, you know, what they've done is. Yeah, but none of that controls our daily lives today, though, Peter. This fish god and that pope and everything. Our daily well, lives today are not controlled. Well, the you have to, you know, you start, you have to really look at the footprint of the whole thing. Where where do you get it? You study out two men. And you study out a man named Westcott and, and, and Fenton Hort. And when you study out who Westcott and Hort is, then you, then you realize who they were and who was involved and how the Council of Foreign Relations gets involved in this uh, 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 physical uh, society for physical research, which was all seances and all those things. And these are the guys that were responsible for bringing in the text for the NIVs, the RSVs, the ASVs. You have to study that out. Because what they're doing is they're producing a new age Bible, but it's progressive. In other words, they're they're demoting Christ in it. They've removed hell out of it. They've taken and they've changed the verses so that they don't really mean what they say, and and they're bringing in not the Christ but the one. You see, and it's That's all right. gendered, one world, a one world government, and it's all gendered towards a one world religion. Now there is a Bible out called the New Age Bible. You see, and as far as the, the mystics are concerned, you know, we're in the age, we've entered the age of Aquarius in the star, star charts, uh, astrological, uh, in uh, the astronomy charts. And so you have to study that thing out because what happened is now all those people that have these modern Bibles with these watered down and these changing of the word of God and all these things, what's happening is it's, it, it, it gets into politics. It gets into their lives. It gets into their schools. It gets into their, right. you know, peace on earth and goodwill toward men, it's not peace on earth and goodwill uh, uh, to men. 
you know what I mean, uh, to men of good w- of will and peace. That isn't what it says, and, and that's how they, you know, little little significant changes. And But it's all geared to bring in that one-world religion and that one-world uh, 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 government. And so yep. when you stuff that out, you find out who all these people are. But the two main players in history that you have to look at is uh, Westcott and Hort, because they're tied in with Madame Blatsky and the Luciferian doctrines. And, you know, Lucis Trust is published right there in Washington, D.C. So you're, and there are you know, also it's the people. Just a, it, it, what I'm saying is more than a physical. We're looking at the physical outcome of it. We're looking at, you know, the, all this transgender and all this gay stuff, and we're looking at it, but if you look back, where did you start? And I've said this a hundred times. It, you know, we're looking at Bugs Buddy chasing Elmer Fudd in a skirt, laughing. <laughs> you know, everybody laughed at it. Right. Well, it's not, right. you know, and then you went to Gay Butler, and then you went to the gay family, and now where are we today? You see, it's progressive. Yep. It's not brought on so fast that you're going to spot it in the open, but it's coming, and it gets worse yep. and worse. And the Bible says that they were, that men with men and women with women Doing that which is unnatural, without natural affection. A woman that can throw her baby in a dumpster is without natural affection. And and it's the judgment of God is upon them because they've become reprobate, you, leaving the natural yeah. use of their, you see. And so what you and I are witnessing is is a spiritual war that's going, yeah, let's let's restore the republic. Let's save the republic. But, uh, but the souls of men are, are, the, are, the, uh, uh, are, are what they're after, and that's what they're getting. And when you look at the Roman Catholic Church, you look over there at Mystery Babylon, you look at they talk about the gold, the silver, the wheat, the barley, and the last thing of value on their list is the souls of men. They're dealing in the souls of men. Huh. Well, I never looked at it that way before, yeah. You know, and they are trafficking men's souls with the numbers, social security card system, you know, the, all these bonds and papers, and they bought us uh, the day we're born, and they're they're trading with us on Wall Street, and they got, you know, and we're all done through contracts with the government. We all got these contracts, so we need to declare our status to be free openly. You know, we talk about baptism and whatnot. You're baptized because you openly are, are what? Well, what what what? Where do all these freedom assemblies out there? They're 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 claiming to be of God and whatnot, and they're right. You're declaring your status openly. I'm not a part of this beast antichrist system. I don't want no part of it. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to go hide in a corner and go uh, go live in a treehouse, but you know you're still you're still out there bartering and 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 being a part of the system. You're not going to live it like a hermit in a closet someplace, but you're openly declaring that you're not a part of this status. So when they come with this new world order, they're going to come for us. They're going to come hunt us down and chop our heads off, right? That's what the Bible says, right? I mean, well, we're going to take the mark of the beast? Yeah. it's going. Well, I'm not going to take the mark of the beast, but it's going to get worse. And you know what? Social rationalism is, is a problem because the majority of society says something's all right. It's supposed to be all right. And we're the outcasts because we disagree with it. We have a moral standard that they don't have. You know, we're not going to allow a seven-year-old child to say, you know, hey, listen, even Walmart knows the difference. They have a men's department and a boys' department. You know what I mean? Uh, and so uh, this idea that um, we're we're going to – this is why the Bible says you're going to get persecuted because you and I are going to stand for, for what's morally correct and what's right and what's righteous and what's godly. And these people are going to say, well, the majority of people say it should be this way, and you're the troublemaker. See? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're evil. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You'll be arrested, thrown in jail. Yeah, for his namesake. You know. Yeah. Well, that is true. But 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 then though, but what about the Muslims? So you're telling me four billion people got it wrong? You're gonna sit here and well, tell I'm me uh, that, that 
I got a private caller here if you want to get in here, but go ahead. Go ahead. The, the, I'm sorry. The, the, the problem with that is this. Jesus made some truth claims, okay? And one of the truth claims is I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so the, the proof of, of Christ's ministry is the empty tomb, the eyewitness accounts of the resurrection, okay? Muhammad didn't resurrect. And, and there were many religions. Even when, the, even when the missionaries got to China, what did they find? They found the Madonna. You know, well, where does that come from? Okay, well, Genesis 3.15, you know, the first prophecy of the virgin birth, you see. And so what, what you end up with is, is there's all kinds of religions. There's always was. That was the point of all the plagues in Egypt was to take down each one of their false gods. And they were sincere. They were sincere in their hearts. They believed that, you know, there was a the Nile River God, Dagon the fish God, and, you know, and they believed in Horus and, and Osiris. And, 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 yeah, they believed that, and people were sincere. In fact, they'd go to Molech, their babies, and they'd give the best they got, their children, to, the, to their gods, and they'd throw them in the fire, drop them off cliffs. They were sincere. But the problem is they're sincerely wrong. And so, you know, I told this story before in San Diego, the San Diego River, is dry all year long, just a trickle. And what happens is that at, during the rainy season, when it rains, anytime it rains, the river fills up immediately. And they put signs up, do not cross, road out. And, they, and, and listen, you wouldn't believe it, but they got vans there. They got swift water rescue people standing there. They're in vests. They got lights flashing. And you know what? People sincerely believe they can make it across, and they got to go out and rescue them. Yeah. So you can be sincere. You can be sincerely wrong. And I, and I have the problem is that Jesus made a truth claim. I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man come unto the Father but by me. So my problem is uh, uh, now if I know that and I know who Jesus is, then what am I going to do with him? Those are the two most important questions I think a man can ask himself. Who is Jesus Christ and what am I going to do with him? Amen? Because, uh, you know, this is a battle for souls. While we're fighting a physical battle, we're in the world. You and I are sojourners. And like you know, we're heading we're heading for our promised land, which is heaven. We're not citizens of the world. Uh, we're, we're citizens of heaven. We're ambassadors for Christ. And, and but okay, well, world. like, hang on, but Peter, we, hang on a second well, here. Me, You're absolutely correct. Well, hang on, me, hang on. Let me connect this private call. But I got a question for you. That's pretty hard hitting there about the republic and about you know what decisions. Well, how far? How? Far you take the fight to, but hang on a second here. Uh, without getting in trouble, Got private caller, uh, who are you, private caller? Hey Joe, I think you know who I am. Oh, okay, Sarge. Hey, how are you? How are you, Sarge? Good hey, to hear man, you. The look, Republic, just to touch base real quick. I don't know how much you heard, but the Republic is no longer. They've they've uh, kicked me out. I guess. <laughs> I understand, <laughs> but I understand that. But whether they kick you out or not, there are some questions that I need some help and understanding with, and I'm hoping you guys can help me a little bit with it because uh, sure. I'm, I'm starting to take it a little bit more seriously all the time, but I need a little help with getting it all together. First of all, sure. I've been looking up, I've been researching this um, February 21st, 1871 uh, law entitled An Act to Provide a Government for the District of Columbia, and then I went back and looked at the Stoutenburg versus Hennick Supreme Court case of 14 January 1889. And I then I went back and looked at the original Constitution, the one that's on the parchment in the Smithsonian Institute, or oh, not Smithsonian, wherever they got the original. I mean, you know, in the Capitol, so the original. And what it says on the parchment there, and I do note that it says on the parchment, we established this Constitution 
for the United States of America, as opposed to what people are now saying the Constitution says, a Constitution of the United States of America, which, to oversimplify things, and if I'm wrong, let me know, says that that, that transformation of that one word and capitalizing it made it possible for all these corporate denigrations of the Constitution that have ensued ever since 1889. Okay, I, I think I got it. Now, even if that is true, and it caused such a tremendous change in the way we apply the Constitution, how could it possibly be valid, even if the Supreme Court says so, if such a change to the title of the Constitution was not ratified by an amendment first? I mean, an amendment to the Constitution should be in there after the Bill of Rights somewhere, I guess somewhere after the 14th Amendment, somewhere before the 16th Amendment or the 15th Amendment. There should be an amendment in there that says we amend the Constitution of the United States to henceforth read a, a Constitution of the United States of America. Now, what I'm asking is, is it in fact true that the, this simple change in title allowed all of these atrocities to be done against the Constitution? And if so, what it would be the argument against the fact that it wasn't ratified by three-quarters of the states through amendment? Well, that's a loaded question there. Mike, can you help me out with that one, maybe? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead, Mike. You can hear me all right? Yeah, go yeah, ahead. I can. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, because my call dropped and I called back in, and then I didn't hear you unmute me. Uh, I guess you did. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, first of all, I wouldn't say so much that it is that change to the title is what, you know, gave them that right or gave them that ability. I would say that the fact that they did what they did um, is what resulted in them simply changing the title. But it was an entire process, which, as I alluded to earlier, right, it, 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 it was no one, you know, it was no one thing. Um, it was a gradual process of little things, drip, drip. That's what they do. It's a drip-by-drip drip process. So the fact, you, you are right, the fact that it was not ratified, it's not legitimate. And that's, that's a big part of where, um, you know, the sovereign community stands on the Constitution and common law and being a, a man on the land. They're, they're essentially what, – what's funny about this whole thing, this is why I was always – as Joseph knows, I was always so frustrated over how could, how could the Republic for the United States of America and all the people that follow David Strait and all the people that follow Anna Von Reichs not all be on the same page in the same camp. It made no sense at all because ultimately the people that are – becoming self-educated and aware and they're learning more and more and they're understanding exactly what's, what's going on, they realize that in the most simple sense, the United States was founded as a constitutional republic. It was infiltrated and, and gradually ch things were changed to get rid of that reality because they, they didn't want it. They don't like it. They, their, their one world government can't stand. They cannot have total control over all people throughout the entire world with a constitution for the United States of America and a Bill of Rights and people having God-given unalienable rights of self-determination and free will. They cannot have their agenda. It, 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 it's counterintuitive, right? They're opposites. They, they don't work together. So they've been trying to get rid of that over time, and they've done it through a variety of ways. 
And that's why the, the you know, I'll call it the sovereign movement. It, it's just, it's people that are waking up, getting educated and realizing, wait a minute. Um, yeah, I don't concede. I don't, I don't accept that, that I might have been. Well, hang on or, a second know, here, Mike. Hang on a second. Let me interrupt you. Let me interrupt you. Sarge, has got a good hit right there because in the 14th Amendment, and maybe Peter can help me out here with law. When you change the word in law, law it's very, very important words and the meanings of words, definition of words. The citizen and person, they change the wording around to all per- people, persons born, to citizen. Citizen and person, right. there's two different large meanings there. So, so right. that's huge. Yeah, of course. That was part of, their, part of the many things they did. To essentially fraud the people, deceive people, make them people don't know, right? It's like by their definition, a person is an entity that's a corporation. They see you as a corporation. They see that that's the only way they can work with you. That, that that's the only way they can have control over you. It's because they're considering you an entity. They're considering you a corporate entity owned by them, not a free person on the land. It's it's a it's, yes. That's where they want all people to be. So when people wake up to that reality, that's why all these movements are doing what they call a declaration of status. People are declaring in writing. They're making it known. Hey, no, I'm, I'm making it official right here because that's what they deal with, too. They deal in writing. They deal in paperwork. They deal in legalese. They deal in contracts. So you're essentially, that's becoming your contract with them on paper. You're putting it in writing. I declare myself as a sovereign. I renounce being a 14th Amendment uh, chattel, popper citizen as you assume me to be. I'm not that. I declare my stand under God on the land. And you have to do that in writing. Otherwise, they automatically assume you to be. It's, it's an assumption. That's their first assumption. So how does that play out in the there? end, Mike, when we start dealing with God, when you start having the answer to God, or maybe Peter can answer that. Well, uh, well okay, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with God now. Let me answer that question that Joseph just posed right there real quickly. This is where I believe there's a fork road. I, I believe there's the possibility that of enough godly, righteous-minded people stand up and unite and organize together and make that determination – they will become so big that that enemy will have no choice but to create a dual citizenship, a dual reality. It will be like two. Uh, it would be like two realities side by side, two jurisdictions living amongst one another, because they don't want that. They want one. They want control over everything. So it's either there's going to be only a few that wake up, and therefore they will become the biblical concept of the martyred and the beheaded, and they tried to stand for right and stand with, like, like Peter was saying, you know, they're the, they don't agree with the majority of us. They're the ones that are, that are the pains here. They're the ones that are the problems. Get rid of them. But if there's enough of us, then the, it, it'll have to go a different direction where they kind of have to make their own concessions of saying, okay, we're, you know, we've got to work with these people because they've got 50 million of them, and they're all organized and armed. You know, and we well, now we get to the rapture. People. Now we get to the rapture question. Then, well, that doesn't matter, Mike. It doesn't matter because we'll be raptured out of here. That's according to which, what Peter's which, saying, right? Which, again, as you know, we've discussed this at length. That it, that all comes down to whether the second coming in the rapture is literal or figurative. And I know it's fun to believe okay. it's literal, and I and I'm I'm all for it, and I hope it is. 
But because there's so much in the Bible that is allegorical and symbolic and cryptic, it could well mean, it could well be that it's about the righteous rising and taking the reins, and that represents that second coming. Because after all, who is Christ? It's the Spirit of God. It's Christ in us, right? We are Christ. We are his brothers. We are supposed to take the stand. He said, I am the way and the truth and the life. Here's one of the big problems I believe, and I believe this is one of the psyops that they use to keep people down. They've got this concept of Jesus Christ as if he's an idol, literally, like, like, oh, I'm a filthy rag. I'm no good. Oh, that image of Jesus, that's what I worship. No, he's the way and the truth. Oh, him. oh I have to pledge my allegiance, and, and I, I, no, I'm submissive to that idol. No, Jesus is the way and the truth and the life, not so that we worship him as some idol, but so that we walk and live as he taught us to walk and live. That's following Jesus. That's living in the way. That's being like Jesus. He said, be ye like your Father who is in heaven. Be ye perfect, even as your Father who is in heaven. And people always come out, oh, well, nobody's perfect. And, you know, that's all psyops that they created for, for eons to keep people down, to keep them in a negative mindset, to keep them smoking their dope and taking their drugs and drinking their alcohol and doing all their self-destructive behaviors and not having a righteous mind. Because after all, I'm a wretched sinner and I can't be good. Only Jesus is good, and therefore I'm going to go to the church and listen to that preacher. And here they got control of all the preachers in, in the 501c3s. They're working for that beast power. That's the Antichrist. It's the false, false Christianity is essentially the Antichrist. False Christianity. True Christianity. Well, wait a second. Now, not all preachers, not all preachers, Mike, that are five hundred. I want to get the starter's no, question I didn't here. Say but all. not all preachers right. are five hundred one c three. That yeah, not all right. are now, are are, are bad. All. Right, and, and a lot of them don't don't even know. They don't know. But this is where again, I believe you know the the time of the shaking right means that things are going to start happening where people are going to have to start really questioning their own faith, questioning their own beliefs questioning their own standing, questioning whether what they stand for and what they're willing to die for if they have to. That's the time of the shaking, to see who's who, to see who's well, that's made of what. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's what I want to see these preachers, how far these preachers who claim to be I love God, and I'm, I'm trying to be, the, you know, trying to do the whole thing here, and, and I, I'm a teacher, and I've been called upon by the Lord to teach, and, and then I want to see, well, Okay, let's see you lead your flock, your sheep, and your, and your church, then. You're a leader in your church, and you're a teacher. Okay, when they come kick down those doors, and they want to haul you off to the cattle carts, you know, because it's already happened once in history, and the preacher stood down and did nothing when they did it, you know, during World War II. But when they come do it to us here in America, if history repeats itself, where are our leaders, our spiritual leaders going to be? Are they going to be screaming Romans 13, cooperate, get loaded on the cattle cart and get shot in the head, you know, or, or or take your jab, take your vaccination. Is that what it's going to be? Well, I don't you know, but, uh, I mean, and that's why, again, it's not well, about the are, leaders. Right. It's about you. It's about you. It's about me. It's about each one of us. See, that's the body of Christ. That's the church. The church isn't a building. It's not a 501c3. It's not a preacher. The church are those who are genuine in the Creator and His will for humanity. See, because that's what it all comes down to. You know, it's interesting. Today I was summoned through TikTok, and there was a live on TikTok, and and, you know, I, one of the things that I, I had to say, it was, a, it was a woman doing the live, and there was a few women on and a couple of guys on. And, and I told them when I got on, the first thing I say when I go on to all these lives is, you know, the one thing that's disturbing to me about all these lives I see with hosts on TikTok live, the one thing that's lacking in all of them 
You know, whether it has to do with Republican versus Democrat or liberal versus conservative or, you know, a political issue, a social issue, racism, homosexuality, no matter what it has to do with, they're all of them are very superficial and none of them, none of them address the, 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 the elephant in the room. None of them address the fact that ultimately all of these issues have to do with the fact that there is a new world order, one world government agenda afoot. And when I said that, they were all like, <laughs> like they were all yeah, like, yeah, 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 you're not people. They were like, <laughs> you're, you're brilliant, Mike. <laughs> you know, like real sarcastic, right? <laughs> so before I could even make my point, they kind of went to somebody else, and I came back and said, well, wait, can I finish what I said? I said, first of all, let me ask, you know, because some people were laughing, and one person said I was brilliant. You know, are, are, is it because you agree or you're being sarcastic, right? And they all said, yes, yeah, sarcastic. I said, yeah, I thought so, and that's fine. So I said, you all are de- – they were debating God and religion and how do you know what religion is right and how do you know what, you know, uh, church is right and who are you to say your church is right versus somebody else and, and what's morality and morality is all subjective, blah, blah. You know, and so I, I told him, I said, look, the bottom line is essentially the, the, God is the basis – for morality. God, you, you know, one person said, oh, you don't have to be religious to go to church to have morals. I said, that's true, you don't, but what is morals? There needs to be a standard for morality. So I said, so let me, let's use homosexuality as an example. And here I was. I was generally trying to have an open, intellectual conversation. I knew it was going to be a little harsh because they're always superficial and you've got to say it like it is. So I told him, I said, here's the thing. People that believe in a creator, they believe that the creator created us and in believing the creator created us they don't believe that the creator created a man to slide his erect penis into the anus of another man and ejaculate into his feces that's using medical terminology biological terms i was being completely sincere and honest i'm just making the point that that's the basis for it that's you know it's superficial to say a man shall not lie with another man well what does that mean Right? Why are people opposed to it? Why are people perturbed by homosexuality? Let's really talk real here. What's it about? They believe the Creator created us and didn't create man to do such a thing. Before I can even finish that, oh, oh, oh my God, that was you hateful person. That's the most. Yep, yep. That's the most hateful homophobic comment I've ever heard in my life. They were all like uh, yep. jellyfish snowflakes. They couldn't even yeah, hear well. it. Isn't what, when you describe that action, what you're actually describing is not sexual intercourse. You're describing sodomy, whether you do it with a woman or a man, because a woman's anus is functionally no different than a man's anus. The vagina is what is sexual, and the penis is what is sexual. And when they come together, that's the only way you have sexual intercourse. Right. Yeah. So, but, yeah, but, but again, I have another question about uh, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this, go ahead. I'm sorry. This Act of 1871. Now, I understand that much of the gist of the argument is is that it created a separate government. Now, I'm looking at Article One, Section Eight, and Article One, Section Eight says this: to exercise exclusive legislation in all cases whatsoever over such district not exceeding 10 miles square has made by session of particular states and the acceptance of Congress become the seat of the government of the United States 
and exercise like authority over all places purchased by the consent of the legislature of the state in which the same shall be for the erection of forts, magazines, arsenals, dockyards, and other needful buildings, and to make all laws which shall be necessary and proper for carrying in execution the foregoing powers and all other powers vested by this Constitution in the government of the United States or in any department or officer thereof. Now, how does this creation of this, as this argument goes, creating a separate government in D.C., how does that conflict with this uh, clause of Article 1, Section 8? Mike, you want to take on that question again? or, or? Yeah, for, yeah, forgive me because I... I, I... Um, I was listening, but I, you know, I'm preparing dinner, and I kind of walked over. Can can you repeat it now that I know it's being directed to me? Yeah, well, like, real quick, real quickly, kind of like give us a synopsis, real quick, and break it down a little bit quicker, Sarge. Yeah, again, the uh, Article One, Section Eight, essentially gives the legislature the uh, by through legislation the power to create a uh, seat of the government of the United States and to create all necessary and proper laws to uh, execute uh, uh, the powers given to this government created by Article 1, Section 8, this clause in Article 1, Section 8. Right. Well, if it, how does, if, how does, the, this, how does they, the creation of they, this, this shadow government or whatever it is, how does that conflict with this section, this uh, clause of Article 1, Section 8? Well, like the 30,000, Mike, 30,000. That does, Remember, the Republic kept bringing up that 30,000 deal? That's totally false. There's nothing in the Constitution that says that in any, in the enumeration clause. There's nothing there that says we have to have thirty thousand. Right, right, and and the simple answer to that is they cannot. Any law that is contrary to the Constitution is not a law at all. It can't be considered a law. And this is part of the problem: is they will endeavor to put things in place, claiming it to be a law when it's unlawful. It's unconstitutional. They've already done that. See, that, again, this is their drip-by-drip drip process. They've been doing that. So, again, it's about the people that are recognizing this, that are standing up and saying, no, here's what the Constitution says. Here's what the Declaration of Independence says. Here's what the Bill of Rights says. And you but Sarge, but Sarge's question, though, I can't figure out what he's trying to get at here, though. I can't figure out what Sarge is trying to get at with this because I, I can't see what, what they're trying to say. Yeah, well, see, that's just it, though. But I'm looking at what it says in the original Constitution, the one that was ratified in 17, adopted in in 1787. That the the wording of that is not changed. It says to exercise legislation in all cases whatsoever over such district, not exceeding 10 miles square, has made by session of particular states and the acceptance of Congress become the seat of the government of the United States and exercise like authority. And then to make all laws which shall be necessary and proper for carrying into execution the foregoing powers and all other powers vested by this Constitution in the government of the United States or any department officer there. Now, that has not been changed in any or amended in any way, shape, form, or fashion. So specifically, how does this uh, uh, act enacted in 1871 conflict with this specific clause? Huh. That one, you got yeah. me stumped well, on that yeah. one there. Well, and I'm not I'm not versed in it. I'm not versed in, in you know the Act of 1871, or I'm not even fully versed on all what the 
changes work. Got, if you anybody on the panel here, let me see. If, let me check my board. Anybody press number one? Uh, well, I mean, anybody I, can I, answer I, that I question. I'd appreciate it. Basis wherein the United States was transformed into a corporation from a constitutional republic. This act in 1871 laid the groundwork for it, and I've been reading it. I've been reading the act that was passed. Uh, the the wording of the act, and. Um, you know, I'm, I'm st- and, and then the subsequent Supreme Court decision dealing with it, again, Stoutenberg versus Hennick, 1889, which dealt directly with it. And I'm trying to understand how it conflicts with Article 1, Section 8. We need some concept. Our com- we need our common law people up here, Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sending a text off. I know, I mean, I, I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm simply trying to understand exactly how there is a conflict. Yeah, what does it conflict? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, well, if you go with, oh, hang on here, let me look up something here. Um, uh, you stumped me, Sarge, dear. I didn't know we were going to do questions. <laughs> That's a good question, though. Well, uh, I mean, it's. Well, and look, I, I always want to understand the basis for an argument, particularly when it's a constitutional argument, because, I mean, that's the way. Yeah. I mean, we got – did you see John Kennedy with this moron federal judge that Biden's appointed who couldn't even answer the question, what is Article 5 of the Constitution, what is it for? She didn't know. I'm not familiar with it. Then they asked her, and this was really the mind-blowing thing, what is Article 2? Now, if the federal judges regularly come across Article Two issues before the court, the enumeration of presidential power, the extent of presidential power, conflict of separation of power, yes, all the time. And this dummy didn't even know what Article Two was for. Yeah, I saw well, now, that. Well, in 1871, now, only scratch his head. Now, just think for a minute. Just, just think. Hang on, sorry. Hang on. You got a federal judicial nominee. Who doesn't yeah, even real know real quick, the real articles quick. of the Constitution real, real are? Quick, real quick. What uh, open stars, just, just real quick. Sorry, hang on. Is the number, is the number 657-383-0616? Uh, 657-383-0616. Uh, okay, yeah. I just sent that off. Asked Eric to call in, so keep an eye out for him if he calls yeah, in. Yeah, okay. Um, all right, all right. His, his area okay. code is I, You know, I think it's really important yeah, to understand the uh, they got to press one. they got to press one. they got to press one when they're connected. But I'll see them when they come on the board. Remember, well, we, we got Sarge. I'm trying to interrupt you, Sarge. You don't even remember. know what the articles of the Constitution are. Sarge. But, yeah, but you have to remember now, are you, conf- are you asking about the 1871 Act where President U- 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 uh, Grant signed the Ku Klux Klan Act? Uh, uh, no, no, that's, that's, uh, a separate, that's a separate law. This is called Okay, so you're not confusing act. that one. No, no, not all a right. bit. Not at all. This is a separate act entirely. It's uh, All right, so the District of Columbia Organic Act of 1871, uh, Act of yeah, Congress, yeah, that repealed yeah. the individual charters of the cities of Washington and Georgetown and established a new territorial government for the whole District of Columbia. So... I don't know how what I, um, you got me stumped there really on this one. I, I really, well, the title of it is an act to provide a government for the District of Columbia. Hmm. Act of 1871. I, the act, the Ku Klux Klan Act of 1871, encoded today is uh, uh, Title 42, eight, uh, 1983. That's yeah. what it was coded in the federal code. It was changed. But it was originally called the Ku Klux Klan Act, and it was enacted to uh, stop white supremacists from 
stopping black voters. And then later, it was codified into the statutes as Title 1983. And that's what prisoners use uh, to protect their civil rights uh, against those in authority in the prison. Yeah. You know, and then you got the then you have, okay. legislative numbers, so they're not the same. They're not the same. Right, hang on. Sorry. At the end, okay, at the end of the Civil War, Congress uh, reconvened and passed what was called the United States Re- Reorganization Act of 1871, also known as the Act to Provide a Municipal Government for the District of Columbia. However, this government was different. It was structured as a foreign-owned corporation and called the United States. United States. It even adopted the Republic Constitution, but changed only one word. They changed the word Constitution for the United States to the Constitution of the United States. Therefore, this change made the Constitution a possession of the government corporation and not the possession of the people. The only power this government had was to govern over matters of commerce within the District of Columbia. What we call state of your state is actually a subcorporation of the United States Corporation engaged in matters of commerce. This state is not to be confused with the Union state of your state, which is part of the original pre-Civil War Republic. Therefore, the United States Corp is foreign to the Union states as its geographic boundaries are restricted to the land area of the District of Columbia. This distinction has been recognized in numerous court cases before the U.S. Supreme Court. Don't, uh, it, says, uh, it says, read uh, the book of Cooperative, Cooperative Federalism by Gerald Brown as a reference. Cooperative federalism, the fact of the matter is almost all government entities are now commercial contracting corporations of some type, complete with a tax identification number, TIN, and a full Dun & Bradstreet credit report. Don't, uh, all right, so that's basically what you got right there. The bottom line is what I can pull up, Sarge. If that answers okay, any so of your they're question. saying then that we have a parallel government operating in parallel to the original government pre-1871. Is that what they're saying? That's, That's correct. correct. And most people, correct. the majority, don't even know that. Yeah. Okay, I think, I'm, but, I, think I got it now. Okay, I got, I got the, the argument. problem is, Mike, but the problem okay. is, is the argument that we're getting from a lot of people is this, is that you, the, there's only one government that's in control right now. And that's the one that we have, the, you know, we walk into their courts. We can't go in there and say, I'm a free man operating under the republic. You'll be laughed at and you'll be towed out of their handcuffs, you know. Uh, so, I'm, yes, disappointed. I'm disappointed because I'm disappointed you say that because the fact that you said that clearly means that you did not take the time to, to go through the site I gave you. Um, a, no, uh, no, America's Mike, you can, you can declare your status, Mike. You can, but like you said, we need more and more people doing it. If you walk in right. by yourself, and, Mike, you're not going to get any, any weight or clout in that no. courtroom. Oh, you yeah, know that. And, anybody that's a part, and anybody that's a part of the sovereignty movement will tell you that, that when you go to court, first of all, you don't go. You avoid going in there by all, by all accounts. Um, you, you know, in fact, you can submit paperwork to not have to go and, and, and declare your position on in, in, in written form. Um, so there, there's ways to go about it. First and foremost, keep your nose clean and don't go. Number two, if for whatever reason you have to go, you, you submit it in advance in writing, and you do so with your paperwork, which you don't even have. You've got to have it. You, uh, you have to go through the process. It's that simple. It's paperwork. It's, it's legality. It's contract. It has to be in writing. You have to declare which side of the fence you're on. 
So what happens to my driver's license? What happens to my social security check? I mean, you tell me I, I, I mean I can't play two balls, can't I can't have, enjoy both worlds, can I? No, yeah, yeah, of course you can, because you can contract with them. That's why even because they they have they have the authority and the control, as, as you just mentioned earlier, over commerce. They, that's their that's their domain. They have that. We we have no control over that. That's their authority. They they own it. They own commerce. That's theirs. So if okay. I want to drive for Uber, I'm a sovereign. I'm a state national. I've declared my sovereignty. I go get a driver's license, and I contract with them, and I agree to their corporate okay. terms because they're a corporation. So we can contract with them in any fashion whatsoever because you're simply at that point engaging in commerce with them. But once you are, you know, once your day's over and you punch out, you're back to being a free man, and you're in a different jurisdiction. So well, that's like knows, sleeping with the enemy. Right you're sleeping with the devil. You're dancing with the devil. You know? No, no, that's Well, in some in, in some way that's true because it's all predicated upon their satanic dollar, uh, on their satanic monetary system. So, to, to, in but that Peter regard, says, "Give unto right. Caesar what is Caesar's." Hey, look, you know. No, actually, give Caesar what is the, Caesar's. The complete, Right now, the fullness of that verse says to, um, re, you know, the fullness of that verse instructs us to do a, to to be in harmony with a, a righteous government. If, if the government is in opposition to God, we're not to part, be be and and we don't have to give nothing to a government that is contrary to God's law and God's will. What do you say about that, Peter? Well, the question to the Lord was, the question to the Lord was, the Lord asked them, who do the children of this world pay ties to? I mean, Matthew was a tax collector, and he said uh, to Caesar, he said, you know, give me the coin. Who's engraving it? Caesar. Give to Caesar's what's Caesar. In other words, listen, we're passing through this world. Right, render unto Caesar's the things that are Caesar's and render unto God yeah. the things that and, are God. And we're passing, but if you, we're read, if you continue reading, there's nobody, nobody, nobody's coming out of this system 100% right now. Nobody. And this idea, you know, people saying 501C, you're cooperating with the government. Yeah, that's true. But anybody, any church that has a state license is automatically classified as 501C3 under Title 1828 of the U.S. IRS Code. You're automatic. The only thing that you don't have is a letter. And the reason why you didn't get the letter, because you don't want to be 501c3, but you are. And the second reason you don't get the letter is because it costs you about $800. And the only reason why guys you- get the letters who know the difference is because in order to get people to donate money that want to claim it on their taxes, they want to see that letter. See? But right, the but truth see, of that, the matter is, that whole, you know, I'm in the state of Connecticut here, and, and, and I have a church. And in order to operate that church, I have to have a license. Otherwise, I have to operate underground. Okay? No, that's, so, not, that's actually and the, not true. And the problem, to, the problem becomes... That's not true. You, you well, think the problem that, becomes that's that once, why you're I, doing it. once I get that once I get that license for the nonprofit, okay, of the state license, I am automatically 501c3. And so all these yeah, guys that run around and that don't think they're 501c3, well, they are. Okay, and they need to go yeah. read the yeah, but he IRS said, Mike, code. Mike, hang on now, Peter. So you said you have to op- you have to operate on underground. Why? Why that's not true? You don't have to operate underground. Yes, you do, because they'll want to know no. what business you're running. 
and a church is considered a business, unfortunately. Even in, though the, in their realm, in their jurisdiction, but but in the in the other jurisdiction, it's not. In fact, there's a brilliant right. guy named Tom right. no, who's I in agree. the process Listen, of, of starting what he calls the, the Church of the Republic. Yeah. Well, okay, I, I agree with you in, in many ways. Listen, we we stood up to the police, you know, during COVID. We didn't shut down, and they came with restraining orders in California and told them hit the road. Okay, but just the same, you know, we're not we're not going to preach what they require. We're going to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, I'll tell you right from the right, and that's because you're standing for principle. You're you're one of the few that are standing for principle, and you will prevail when you do that. The problem is that if if it is a 501c3 and it is a registered church, it is property of of that corporation. So they essentially can tell you what to do. But as soon as you use, as soon as you stand for your rights, and you say and you declare that you're standing for your religious rights and your religious freedom, they're actually kind of in a catch-22 because even within the, even within the corporate jurisdiction, they have the, you know, the Bill of Rights and federal civil rights. They've got things even in their own jurisdiction that protect people. It's just that they don't claim that they can shut that down in their jurisdiction. But outside in of the jurisdiction, in, in, in the in republic, the, they can't. They, can't do, they cannot do that. Right, and I understand it. But I got another you know, call here, three one four. You know, we'll we'll contract with them to run Uber. Okay. Well, then we're participating it, even though we're contracting it. We're saying we're not part of it. We become part of it. And I get it. We're That's in the world. We can't escape it. Everybody's paying taxes. I don't care whether you're buying gasoline or food or clothing. Everybody's putting in something. And, and unless you're making right. your own clothes and your own food, and you live in the woods somewhere, and and so yeah. I, I get. I understand it, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to – listen, you could tell me what to do until you get to the point where you're against the word of God. Then then we're done. Then you can't tell me anything. But isn't okay. the system evil and it's going against the word of God anyway? I mean you're of taking course, your tax dollars and you're paying your taxes to cooperate, Peter, but you're funding abortion. Yeah, you know? so, so is everybody. Everybody in the country is. Well, I don't care who you are. Yeah, I know. You put gas in your car. Uh, oh, I know. I know. But what happens? Well, why okay. can't we break so, away from so that? No, we're not. You you're not. Listen, you, you, Jesus, when he prayed, you read the Lord's Prayer in chapter 17 of John. He says, I pray not for the world, but those that thou hast given me out of the world. You see, we're right. called out of the world. But that's what we're in the world. And we have to sojourn. We have to eat food. We have to live. Okay, we're but that doesn't, to come that, out of we, that doesn't mean we submit to evil. Listen, we're supposed to speak out against that stuff. We're supposed to tell them it's wrong. Sodomy's wrong. Lesbianism's wrong. The gay transgender's wrong. Oh. Uh, the laws are wrong. The, the, and, and you stand up for that stuff. That's what you're supposed okay, to do. Okay, hang on. Let me get 314 in here. Let me get 314. Go ahead, 314. Go ahead. Sorry for making you wait so long. You guys got some good conversations going on. I would just go oh, yeah. correct that person. Title 26 is for the Internal Revenue Code on the Code of Federal Regulations, not 28. But the reason why I come to these churches to get these uh, 501 tax exempt status is so that congregation members that donate can write their donation off against their taxes. That's right. Because because, uh, church is supposed to perform the services that people would otherwise look to the federal government for. Can I interject on that real quick? Because here's the problem. Yeah, go ahead. Ultimately, 
and this is a simple fact. Ultimately, people don't have to pay taxes. That's the truth. But they think they do. And the whole thing is a ruse. It's all about the taxation. It's a, it's a con. It's a scam to get people to pay taxes. So you're right. They've in, incorporated it even into the churches and made it like a tax thing. Like, oh, you're getting a back. It's a big ruse. Because ultimately, um, there's two ways of looking at it. Even if you're in the system, because um, I spoke to a fellow um, in Texas. His name's um, uh, uh, Gertler, Bruce. And, and he said that for about a year, I talked to him about this a couple times on the phone, and he, he spent about a year, every night when he went to bed, he said he made it a point to read the entire IRS tax code. And it took him about a year, a year and a half. Every night he would just sleep himself, you know, page by page by page, and he read the entire thing. And when he went through the entire thing, he said the bottom line is the only people that are tax taxable are people who are in commerce in tobacco, firearms, and alcohol, period. That's the code. So he said he went to get himself self, um, uh, uh, what do they do uh, when, when the IRS goes to audit? audit. Yeah, he audit. got self-audited, and he said, please audit me. I want to see if I owe anything. And he brought his checkbook with him, and he brought the tax guy. And when they were sitting down there with him, he said for a couple hours with these two guys, and they put him in the lounge, and he gave him all the information. And they came back out and said, yeah, it looks like you owe us a couple hundred dollars here. And he sat down, and he got out his checkbook, and he started writing it out. And when he was halfway done with the check, he just kind of casually slid the tax code across the table and said, yeah, I brought this with me because, you know, I'm, I was just curious. Can you show me? I've been looking for it. Can you show me where in the, in the tax code I'm, I have to pay taxes? And he said both of them, their jaw dropped, and they just kind of stared at him. And they kind of got pissed off and said, what, you don't want to pay taxes? And he said, no, no, that's why I'm writing the check. I mean, I want to pay my tax. I was just curious. Can you show me where? I was just curious where it is that I have to pay taxes. And they both stood up and left the room. And a couple minutes later, some big, tall, burly guy came walking in and said, what's your problem? You don't want to pay taxes? He said, no, no, I'm here to pay taxes. I just I just wanted to know in the tax code where it shows that I have to do that. And the guy said, get out of here. Just get out of here. He said, no, I want to. He said, get out of here. And, and he said, well, can you please put it in writing then that I don't have to pay taxes? He said, that was 20 years ago. He's never paid taxes since. Another book well, that's been wow. written by former IRS agents and, and people that ran the IRS that laugh and say, we don't want to know why people pay taxes. They pay it because they think they have to. And ultimately, well, they're hoodwinked. Yeah, violent. they're hoodwinked. But they're hoodwinked. You're right, but don't pay it. You can hide in the Amazon jungle and they'll still find you. You know? I mean, yeah, you know, so what do you do? With, uh, again, you see that with Aaron Russo. It all comes down to how you go about it. If you're acting a smartass, if you're acting like, I don't have to be exact, I'm going to show you. No, they're going to come after you, and they're going to know you probably don't know too much, and they're going to, they're going to nail you. But if you, do, if you go about it humbly and you're sincere and you're honest and you do like he said, no, I, I, I was just curious. Can you just show me? I mean, I want to pay my taxes, but I'd like, I just want to see and where in the tax code I have to do that. I, I was just curious. You know, I couldn't find it, but I heard something. Can you show me? They won't. They won't. They can't. They won't do it. They can't show you because it doesn't exist. And then they'll never well, talk to you again because they don't want to be pushed into that corner. But that's one side of it. The other side of it is the people who are going through the process of becoming American nationals, none of them pay taxes. They don't pay taxes because they know. Yeah, but how under long, the Mike, before we can get somebody who's been through the process? How long before we can get somebody who says, eh? I'm here, I've been through the process, I've done it, and I'm here to tell you I'm a live person. I can, you can come to my house, you can do it. we can go up and down the highway together with no driver's license, no license plate. Matter of fact, I'll pull in front of a state trooper and wave at him. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I got no plate on here now. Remember that. You know, you know, and, and there's nothing they can do to me. 
Can I can I interrupt? There's plenty of those people, man. There's plenty of them out there. All right, Peter, go ahead, Peter. You got a question? No, I have an answer. Go ahead, Peter. Uh, Tax tax guide for churches and religious organizations, uh, 501c3, publication 1828, revised 82015, catalog number 21096G. Okay, let me just read something here. Here's what it says. It says, automatic exemption for churches. Churches that meet the requirements of IRRC code, 501c3, are automatically considered tax-exempt and are not required to apply and obtain recognition of tax status from the IRS. You're already considered a 501c3 if you have a license from a state. And that's the tax code. Well, you know, that Title 26, the head of the IRS, he interprets that and he makes those rules. And then well, if you have a disagreement with it, then you take it to court. No, I don't That's how those rules. I'm not That's how those rules and things come into existence. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm not a I'm not agreeing with it at all and and, and uh I don't like it. Nobody's going to tell me anyway what to preach in the church because I'm going to preach what the Bible says and that's that. But and it doesn't matter. They shut me down. Uh you know, we'll move somewhere else. You know, put me in jail and I have a Yeah, but prison. you can only run so far, though, Peter. How long but, we got to keep? Well, like, uh, you know, run. remember what I say? Cross this line. Cross this line. Okay, cross this line. Next thing you know, you're backed okay. up against the wall. So, you know, what are you going to do? What, yeah, well, what's the worst they can do for me if I if I'm alone? You know, you're going to put me in prison. Well, I have a prison ministry. All right, but I'm not going to stop preaching the gospel. But but the point is this. You know, in in about the year 2000, under the when they came out with the religious. Uh, uh, Freedom Act on public property, and it was being challenged in federal court. The uh, state of Connecticut Department of Corrections shut down all the Christians in the prison in Cheshire, Connecticut. You couldn't have a Bible in the day room. You would receive a disciplinary report, but guys could sit out there and read pornography, and they could do all the things that they were doing. This is the Roman Catholics were behind this. The Roman Catholics were running the prison system, religious system. Okay, And so what I did was I went to the state laws, and I found the same wording exactly as the federal law that was being challenged. And I took him to state court, and I beat him. You know, I had a Protestant judge and a Jewish prosecutor. But what's the bottom the line? Yeah, Peter, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I know. You and, did that. So, but but what's but, the know, bottom line? To, well, I was able to change the law. That's the bottom line. I was able to enforce the law that they had. I beat them at their own game. Okay. I tell no, you well, what I'm the saying, what's line. the bottom line here, guys, with the Republic? What's the bottom line? Are we going – well, let me ask you first. We've got to wrap it up here. We've got closing thoughts. So I'm going to pose this question to everybody uh, for closing thoughts. Are we going to save this Republic, do you think? Are we going to switch things around? And what are you doing or what can you continue to do to save this Republic, if you can or if you want to answer that? I'll start with – I'll start with Bianca first. Since you were the first last caller. Go ahead, Bianca. I, I say that you have to go back to state control. It's the state. The federal government gets its powers from the states. And believe it or not, any congressional act, states can annul them, nullify them. They don't have to obey them. Nor do you have to obey a, a court opinion either. The power lay in the states. And states don't do what they're Go supposed ahead. to do as of, of now. Okay. All right. Well, what are you doing? But, okay. So my, my question I'm working was, to, can we save I'm Republic? working to inform people about Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution, what it is bestowed upon the states, quote, unquote, to people. I was talking to a young man today, a college student, 
at the restaurant. I just left too, and I turned him on so he can tune in and also attend these meetings because I asked him some questions about the founding documents of the country, and they weren't taught that in school. Okay. All right. All right. Well, Bianca, you're out there fighting, obviously. You're, and that's what the problem is. Everybody's out there fighting. We need to come together. Numbers are power. Uh, Sarge, your turn. Yeah, uh, I think I do fairly well understand the argument about the United States being a corporation. And that argument may, in fact, have effect in the manner in which we are governed today at the federal level. But uh, no matter what they may have done to the original title of the United States, they didn't change uh, Article 4, Section 4, which says the United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government. And I'm going to operate under that. I don't care what they do. As far as I'm concerned, this is still a Republican uh, constitution and form of government, no matter how these people try to distort or denigrate it. Amen, Sarge. Amen. Always out there fighting. Uh, Mike, and then uh, Peter, pray us out. Mike, go ahead. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, the two previous fellows nailed it. Um, well, I guess I'll just end by saying that uh, while I'm walking around through the kitchen trying to cook, um, I would just say, uh, you know, keep. we all need to be keeping in the process of educating ourselves. Just for a clarification, since the other fellow had mentioned something about thinking there was a contradiction with 28 U.S. Code versus 26. He might have misunderstood what was being said. The only time that I mentioned 28 U.S.C., which I think is the only time it was mentioned, is when I was just pointing out that that's the the definitions, um, official definitions in the states, and, and I just pointed out that 28 U.S.C. Uh, section 3002, subsection 15A, is what clearly states that the United States is a federal corporation. And then I was just indicating that the Clearfield Trust versus the United States makes it crystal clear that a corporation has no jurisdiction over a man or a woman. But other than that, I would say we all keep, need to keep educating ourselves and coming together. Um, and two good ways of doing that are um, two online courses that I plan on going through that I haven't gone through yet, and I want to give the names of them just so people have them. I'm going to go through them um, as soon as I can. Um, okay. they're, they're online courses, um, and... One is, um, one is, what the heck, where did it go? I just texted it to my son today. Um, well, if you can't find it, I'll is, let you just find it, and I'll get back to you here at the end. All right? Well, well, well I'm looking for it. I'll just say that the, um, the, um, the, um, aside from those courses, and here they are, one is, HowToWinInCourt.com, and, and it's and it's and it's actually the title of the course is How to Win in Court Without an Attorney, How to Win in Court Without an Attorney, but it's HowToWinInCourt.com. The other one is TheSovereignsWay.com, TheSovereignsWay.com. And then aside from those two, I would encourage people to be familiar with the website Americas with an S, Americas hyphen, that's the dash in the middle, Americas hyphen Assembly. Americas-Assembly.com. Um, you, between those three things, people can really get themselves up to speed on what their 
True. Well, we're going to be doing more podcast shows on, right. about this stuff, obviously. We're going to be doing more podcast shows yeah. about this stuff. And uh, also, if you go to the Republic's website, my guy said here, been voting all along, it's down. <laughs> there is no Republic website anymore. <laughs> it's down. Um, Peter, before you pray us out and get your last word, I'll give you the last word here. I just want to say, uh, you know, hey, I'm going to continue fighting for the, what, what I've been doing, giving everyone a voice on this platform. I know Peter said we're going to try to get together a prayer or a Christian uh, show podcast here, show. We don't know what day, but there's other days that are open here. Everybody, I'm inviting everybody. You want to use this platform, you can. I will turn the reins over to you. I don't even have to be on it. I'll give you the keys to, to the car. You can uh, program your show, uh, do whatever you want. I get one free show every single day, seven days a week. I only need one day out of the week to do my show. So, guys, if you want to use this, I know we're going to be filling up the slots. Use it. The, the, the alternative media is here. I have the following. We've got the list. Listeners, we got the downloads. Listen, people drive in the morning to work every uh, uh, listening to this show in the morning. What we did the night before, I have fans out there that listen to this podcast show, and that's a great thing, man. And I want to say hello to a couple of them right now. One of my buddies up there in New York who always downloads the show and listens on his way to work in the morning lives in New York. Uh, to my buddy up there, Eric, in New York there. Uh, hey, man, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. I appreciate it, as always. But, Peter, I'm going to turn it over to you, and then I'll play my little tune for freedom here at the end. But, Peter, go ahead. All right. Well, God bless you all. <clears throat> Excuse me. I appreciate it. I got edified here. And uh, Sarge is always uh, just deep. And uh, appreciate, Mike, and all you fellows come in here. And, and uh, I'm, I'm getting educated. Hey, man, I'm learning something. <clears throat> By the way, my favorite drone's up. Every time I get on the podcast here or call Joe, I got a drone in the backyard. They stay up above the hill. They come out of the air behind me. You know, and, and I'm not joking. People, It's getting so now that people in the neighborhood are posting on Facebook and elsewhere. You know, what are these drones? But it just appears. He, you know, they just sit here. But anyway, maybe somebody will get saved. But I uh, thank you, Joe, for the opportunity, and uh, you keep doing what you're doing, standing up for, uh, you know, what's morally correct and, and stay on the side of God. And, uh, you know, it's, we'll pray for wisdom in this thing. And uh, maybe God will give America a reprieve. I don't know. But uh, uh, let me pray us out. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just bow down before you as humbly as I know how. And I just thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to participate in this program because I know nothing happens unless you allow her to make it. And, God, you brought us here for a reason. And so if you'd reveal that to us through your Holy Spirit and how, Lord, we can do your will in this matter. And, uh, God, you know I'm a good Baptist. Praise the Lord. Pastor Hamill, I, I love you, Lord. And, Lord, please bless Joe, protect his family, and help him physically, financially. Help all these men. Put a hedge about them, Lord, and protect them from the evil. And I just thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, and uh, I'll play, play, I'll uh, finish up, wrap this up here with this little thing here. I play a little skit here, probably about three minutes long. And thanks, Mike, from Florida, Sarge, Bianca, all the other callers I couldn't get to. There was about three or four of you. You hung up there before we got to you. I apologize. And you can only handle so many on here, but we do load up the board every every time. So uh, thanks, everyone, for your support and listening to the podcast show. I really appreciate it. Um, until uh, the next show, or I'll definitely be on next Tuesday, 630, so hopefully we'll fill the slots, like I said. Yo, this yeah. is important. Question: uh, You're, you're, are you premium on this uh, with Blog Talk Radio? Yeah, yeah, I'm. Yes. Okay, I, I just got, wanted to I make got, sure. I, yeah, 
Yeah, I got the yeah, I'm premium, and I, like I said, we're on iHeart too, and uh, Spotify and Apple. Apple, we're on Apple. It's hard to get on Apple, man. So I'll tell you that right now. So, all right, everybody, take care. God bless. Get before you do something. Do they have to take away all your property? Do they have to license every activity that you want to engage in? Do they have to be throwing you on cattle cars before you start to say, now wait a minute, I don't think this is a good idea. How long is it going to be before you finally resist and say, no, I will not comply? Period. That's a different answer for each person. Ask yourself now, because sooner or later you're going to come to that line, and when they cross it, what are you going to say, well, okay, cross this line. Okay, now cross that line. Okay, now cross this line. And pretty soon you're in a corner. Sooner or later you've got to draw a line and stand your ground whether anybody else does or not. That is what liberty is all about. I speak to you as a fellow citizen of the United States of America, deeply concerned about the welfare of our beloved country. I am not here to tickle your ears, to entertain you. I will talk to you frankly and honestly. The message I bring is not a happy one, but it is the truth, and time is always on the side of truth. Truth must be repeated again and again, because error is constantly being preached round about. I realize that the bearer of bad news is always unpopular. As a people, we love sweetness and light, especially sweetness. I am sorry to say that all is not well in so-called prosperous, wealthy, and powerful America. We have moved a long way and are now moving further and more rapidly down the soul-destroying road of socialism. The evidence is clear, shockingly clear, for all to see. But our national prestige, at or near an embarrassing all-time low, we continue to weaken our domestic economy by unsound fiscal, economic, and foreign aid policies which corrupt our national currency. With the crass unconstitutional usurpation of power by the executive branch of the federal government, anti-spiritual decisions of the Supreme Court, all apparently approved by a weakly submissive rubber-stamped Congress, the days ahead are ominously frightening. It is imperative that American citizens become alerted and informed regarding the threat to our welfare, happiness, and freedom. No American is worthy of citizenship in this great land who refuses to take an active interest in these important matters. Stand up for freedom, no matter what the cost. It can help to save your soul and maybe your country. May God give us the wisdom to recognize the danger, the dangers of complacency.
the threat to our freedom, and the strength to meet this danger courageously. And then we print and we print and we print until we can...